So fuck yes, welcome to After the Hype. I'm your host as always, Brian Dressel. With me as always is Jonathan Hardesty. What, what? Chewy Darso. Hi. And Emily Blake. I got a voice for radio. <laughs> Emily was out screaming at Hollywood Horror Nights last night. I'm assuming that you weren't actually attending. You were screaming at it the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> he drove oh, by and he was like, ah! <laughs> <laughs> so our special guest today is Tamara Brooks. Hi. Hello, hello, hello. Uh, Tamara, do you have anything you'd like to plug really quick? Um, you can catch me uh, with Sarah the Rebel on the Women's Wrestling Friends. Women Wrestling Friends. Uh, it's Women's Wrestling F. We t- it's me and her and our lady friends and sometimes dude friends talking about wrestling. That's very cool. Yeah, that's that's is my it, current plug. Is it like any and all wrestling, like yes. WWE, or just like? Uh, we stick mostly to WWE just because it's like the most accessible. But like you know, yeah, we just did a. a episode about the may young classic this past week because we did one predictions and so now we did a follow-up now that it's over so it was lots of ladies dropping elbows and doing cool stuff so uh it was i i very much recommend the may young classic it's it's pretty dope there's this one lady named jazzy gabbert who's just like this freaking just like just muscle bound it's like brigitte nielsen if she was a wrestler but a little shorter so you take off and you smush her down a little bit so she's bumped like just like trunkier yeah mm. she's dope uh, <laughs> so yeah so that's my quick plug and then you know if you want to go to my twitter it's at misfits tomorrow cool jazz hands <laughs> jazz hands play so well in an audio podcast <laughs> you can feel it you yeah, can feel, it feel the jazz out. hands yeah. coming yeah. out of your car stereo yeah, what yeah. Jazz hands. The vibration. Yeah. well i mean matt murdoch on his way to work on the commute he's just like oh i, I feel it yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 you know he's yeah. hitting cars left and right <laughs> <laughs> but he can feel the jazz hands <laughs> Uh, all right, we're going to do a quick where have you been doing. Uh, I'll go first. I watched the movie Pet. Pet is a movie that came out, I think, earlier this year or maybe last year. It it's, stars Dominic Monaghan. Yeah, the summer, I think. Yeah. yeah. Or early summer. I summer. never Something even heard like that. of it. Yeah, I, uh, I heard about it while listening to the Nerdist podcast where Dominic Monaghan was on and they talked about it. And they said, uh, you're going to watch it, you're going to think it's one thing, and you're going to want to turn it off. Stick with it. It gets better. And not like it gets better, like it becomes a better movie, but like the the sh- the... <laughs> It feels like you're watching torture porn. Like you are convinced you're watching torture porn and then it takes a left turn and it is not torture porn at all. And like the the name of the movie is Pet and the tagline is always Pet, a love story. And when you actually get into the movie and you do have to sit through some really gross shit to get there. But once it takes its turn, it's like, oh, this is the movie you're making. I'm suddenly not as offended as I was. And they do a pretty good job with it. And it's... uh, it's so definitely- you have to be offended for a really long time yeah. before you Even realize you that you shouldn't be offended. Me. Yeah. I, I told Chewie like the whole thing. Idea. I'm not going to spoil it yeah. for uh, the podcast here. But yeah, no, I, I totally agree. Like it, it, it takes a buy-in. And if I didn't have Chris Hardwick and Dominic Monaghan tell me you need to get past that point of uncomfortableness... I would have turned it off. That sounds like every amateur writer when they're giving you the screenplay. Oh, like, uh, you're yeah. like, well, this is a problem. No, no, you got to keep just, reading. Just, yeah. It pays off. It, it pays off. Just, was, just stick with all this misogynist stuff. But this is going to get really good at the end. Page 100. Yeah. I swear. I, I, I'm pretty sure this is a first-time filmmaker, so it feels very first-time. Uh, like, And there's a lot of like, there's a lot of like dialogue in there that's very just like, they have these like, fake forced nicknames and just a lot of stuff that just doesn't work. <laughs> and like, I feel how? like I saw it at Columbia College all the time. But yeah, it, it, it's one of those movies where if you have, I mean, it's real short. I think it's like an hour 25, maybe an hour 30. Uh, if you have the time and you like Dominic Monaghan, like I, I'm a huge fan of Lost. So this was like, oh, he's in it. And Lord of the Rings is one of my favorite trilogies ever. So like, it's like, okay, I'll give it a shot. Uh, it is definitely worth a watch. I don't think anybody really need to buy it on Blu-ray or watch it a second time. But it's it's worth the ride. Uh, 
if you have the time. There's probably better things to watch out there, but I still thought it was a cool movie. And I can see why he was so proud of it. I saw him once playing pool with the bourgeois pig. He is taller than you would think. <laughs> they even brought it up in the podcast how short he is. So that's interesting. Oh, really? Yeah. He's taller than I expected. I mean, I, th- I guess I thought he was the size of a hobbit. Oh, well, yeah. He's taller than a hobbit. <laughs> taller than a hobbit. <laughs> Dominic <laughs> Monaghan, taller than a hobbit. Yeah. There was really good effects with Also, that. I'm 5'4", so everyone's taller than I think. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then I'm 5'1", so you're still taller than me. Aww. Everyone's taller than you. Not Vicky. <laughs> <laughs> I love that you got Our that name. one friend. You got that locked and loaded. Everyone's all, not Vicky! <laughs> <laughs> Short Vicky. <laughs> it's my one. <laughs> Anyhow, John? So I started a subscription, uh, a discounted subscription for Gamefly, just to try out some video games that I knew I wasn't going to get to for a very long time or buy. Uh, so the first one I was interested in at least trying out was called Neo. It's the, um, it's a, kind of like Dark a, Souls clone. Dark Souls clone. And I only got through like the intro before they brought in like the what makes it different than Dark Souls. So I only got the part that was just copy paste Dark Souls. And like I breezed through it and I got kind of bored. But then they like, they change a whole bunch of things. Like here's some interesting things you can do mechanic wise. You have stances. You have a high, low, medium stance. And you have to be strategic. I'm like, oh, okay. I'll keep playing Zelda. <laughs> But you and I are don't such know. different gamers. Yeah. Because you say all oh, that, I'm like, oh, that sounds awesome. Give me that. And then you talk about Zelda. I'm like, oh, that sounds awful. I never <laughs> want to play that. It's true. Like I said, I'm going to give it a chance because I personally think anything, if you play something like that for less than two hours, not enough. But for just Neo? That, for Neo. But yeah, that, that intro was so bad. That intro was just so bad. Uh, so my delightful discovery this last week Queen Kong. <laughs> I love this movie. I kind of forgot we watched it even. Oh, my God. (laughs) It was total like, I saw the poster when we were just going through what's on Amazon Prime right now. And I saw it like Queen Kong, like a gender bending King Kong. I thought we were just going to watch 10 minutes of it. I thought it was going to be just pure trash. Does it it exist in the same universe as King Kong? No. No. No, it's its own thing. Uh, it is pure trash, but in like the best way. I found it's like out my the, uh, favorite new type of trash. The lead guy apparently was a softcore porn star. Oh, nice. yeah. of course. He oh, yep. Uh, <laughs> so not even hardcore, just like soft. Oh like yeah, Cinemax. The, the character's looks... name is—I will give it this much. The character name that he plays is fucking flawless. It it's is Ray Fay. <laughs> That's amazing. <laughs> like uh, he amazing. Lo- he looks kind of like Mick Jagger, which you totally understand why he was popular at the time. Hmm. He had the same like mystique about him. Uh, I don't want to give away all the amazingness of this film. No, you definitely. Should, there's one thing you should never give away, but I'm not going to say it because I'm giving it away. But yeah, I thought we were only going to watch ten minutes of it because sometimes <laughs> I like to do that. Just watch the begin like ten minutes of a terrible movie and be like, all right, I got the flavor. I don't need the meal. Uh, <laughs> But this was a meal I loved. All right. I don't know how to follow that up. Um, but I watched Freakish, which is on Hulu. Um, it's not a very well, I don't think it's a well-known show, but it's it's a cute little show. Cute. Um, I knew I know a bunch of people in the writer's room, so that's why I was watching it. And that's the cool thing about Crew is as I was watching the, I was watching the credits and like my friend Stephanie's name rolled by. And I was like, oh, I know the crafty person. Um, but uh so, like, um, it's about these kids. Uh, the, they're all in a high school detention. They're supposed to be cleaning up the school for one day. Chad Coleman's in it. Um, and uh, as the, like, coach, I think, he's, like, dealing with detention. Anyway, and they all their parents all work at, like, this chemical plant in the valley below them. And then the chemical plant blows up. 
and some chemical and just wipes out the town and some chemicals get into the air and it turns everybody into kind of like zombies zombies is the closest thing they're just basically like they 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 do eat people and they are like mindless but they're easier to kill than zombies um you don't have to stab them in the skull you they've still got human bodies they've just been like possessed or whatever Hmm. um and uh so they call them freaks and all these kids are now trapped in the school because they can't go out or they'll be and they're waiting for rescue and then all this like drama happens because it's teenagers and there's teens. so it's like a cw show but like edgier Hmm. not so like because they're all very pretty obviously so abc family (laughs) (laughs) there's murder yeah, um, <laughs> ABC Family. <laughs> I didn't but, know ABC Family was darker than CW. Oh, is yeah. That? Well, I mean, to a degree. I mean, they had to change Family in the name of their network. No, they had to well, change their name to Freeform. They're called Freeform oh, yeah. now, I'm sorry. Oh, that's yeah. what they are. Yeah. I thought Freeform was its own thing. Yeah, no, it's it's ABC Family. So, like, it's not like it's darker per se, but it's, like, it's more of the, you know how, like, I don't know how to describe this. So the Pretty Little Liars. Let's take Pretty Little Liars, for example. There's there's a whole thing where there's one of these girls that they don't know leaving them strange notes and trying to murder everybody. One of the girls who's, like, supposed to be 16 is sleeping with her teacher. Like, there's just, like, it's a oh, little, right. yeah, it's a little beefier in certain yeah. ways. Well, this is probably but, yeah. more of, like, gory violence. Yeah, it's, it's, I, that was, but yeah, it's not, it yeah. sounds like the same direction. It's, yeah. Oh, that's, that's interesting. It's, um, it's 10 episodes. It's, um... Yeah, it was surprising because, like, well, I don't want to give it away because it happens in the season finale, but there was a choice that they made um, that was not a choice anyone on CW would ever have made. And it was like, whoa, I can't believe they did that because that is that is totally, like, you would think that's one of the beautiful things about the era in which we live in. It shows up more freedom to do crazy mm-hmm. shit because cool. there's, like, there's, like, so much competition that now you don't, like... I don't know. I, I, I can't articulate it well, but like um, I was really happy to see some of the choices they made were very surprising and, and pretty cool. I'm still on the fence about how like how I'd rate the show because there were some times where I was like, ah, that's OK. But for the most part, I think they took some, they did some bold choices with it to take a teenage show about kids trapped in a high school. Mm-hmm. They sort of mixed to CW with zombie, you know, yeah. and it was, uh, it was pretty cool. There were romances and there the name of it again. Freakish. Freakish. Freakish, I've yeah. seen the ad before. I enjoyed it. Yeah, I enjoyed yeah. it overall. Yeah. And it's uh, they're only half hour episodes. It's ten half hours. Oh, so you nice. can like breeze okay. through it. Yeah, I thought they were hour long. It just yeah, popped up just, on my mouth. They're thirty Netflix minutes yesterday. and that's and ten ten episodes, so you can breeze through season one pretty quick. Hmm. Good times. Last but not least. Uh so I saw the finale of Midnight Texas on Monday. There was I like saw a you live watch. Yeah, right? about it, yeah. yeah, so there's like a live watch a uh, live tweet view thing that some uh uh, Parisa Fitzhenley who plays Fiji on the show I kind of put this thing together so I got to watch it with like some of the cast and stuff and that was really cool but it was I kind of love the show in a lot of ways because it reminds me of sort of 90s syndicated action kind of like mm. adventure stuff sure. but completely different like in, in certain ways so Midnight Texas is about this town in Texas called Midnight um, in which uh, kind of supernatural people live there and uh, it's kind of like a haven for them that there's some normal people in town and sort of the various weird things that happen when this uh, psychic named Manfred is on the run and he his ghost grandma advises for him to stay there because it'll be safe for him it was not that safe for him <laughs> um, so Brando there's wrong. yeah so there's like a prophecy thing and like demons but then there's like a vampire who does like energy and blood leeching and like a, a kick-ass lady assassin and like a witch and like there's some like 
racial commentary in there too. And like, I just, you know, and, and the thing that I was impressed about, it's 10 episodes, so it's real easy to breeze through. It is based on novels by Charlene Harris, who did True Blood, but I think this was handled oh. much better than True Blood. So, yeah, so the thing that I liked most about it was that from episode to episode, I was never like, well, what about this plot point? Like, there was no, like, real dangling plot points. Like, everything was moving at a good enough pace that I was like, okay, you're answering stuff. There's some more questions. All right, we're going. We're going. I liked everybody in it. You know, good actors, good stuff. Like, you know, Manfred would get possessed on occasion, and he would act that very well. And there's a talking cat. Oh, I love talking oh. cats. Talking cats are great. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like Brian Sabrina also the... loves talking cats. I like him in Sabrina the Teenage Witch. That's Do you like him in Saga? in Saga? You like the Lion Cat? Lion uh, Cat is dope. Lion Cat is dope. Yeah. yeah. I've only read the first trade of Saga. There's like six more available. I know. Too. Well, I own them all. Yeah, okay. I'm, oh, I'm you're, working, just, you're just slowly I'm just working my way through. You're yeah. savoring them. That's, yeah. I can appreciate yeah. that. Yes. All right. We need to get started okay, on today's yes. episode. <laughs> uh, today's episode is uh, the number one DC Extended Universe movie, the number one, uh, not uh, sorry, number three DC overall movie. Uh, let's see what else. It's the number one of a lot of other things. Number, number one female director movie. Number yeah. one female director. Uh, number four. Number one superhero origin story. Yeah. Oh, number one now. Okay. Uh, um, victory. It's number one for a lot of things. It's Wonder Woman. Yeah. She's number one. Woo. She's a wonder. She is number We're one. number one. Yeah. And, and as far as I'm concerned, the first DC Extended Universe film. Well, I think you, uh, DC yeah. might be agreeing with you right now. Mm-hmm. If you're looking at everything yeah. they're doing, it's like, well, maybe we should back this horse. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Batman. Uh, we'll yeah, see you what... watch the trailer for Justice League. You laugh. There's yeah. fun in that trailer. What? It's still very dark shot. Sure. But, uh, but Aquaman's funny. Uh, Aquaman Aquaman is a new Aquaman. Not really Aquaman. I am not going to touch that with a 10 foot pole today because I have a lot to say about that. But it's okay. Uh, (laughs) Before we do anything, I think we should just get the breakdown of the way, right? Right? Breakdown, breakdown, breakdown. Break it down. Are you excited for this? Uh, Sure. (laughs) Uh, Okay, so Wonder Woman. Wonder Woman. In 30 seconds. Here we go, go, go. Okay, uh, so Diana, Princess of Themyscira, leaves her island with the rescued spy Steve Trevor to go out into the world and to stop World War One because she is convinced that it is Ares who is fueling this whole war to end all wars. So uh, she leaves her island full of kick-ass, like, super awesome women who are the dopest thing on the face of the planet. And so they go out and they try to stop Ares and they try to save people and she helps people along the way and there's a PTSD and she helps them and it's cool. <laughs> All right, that works. Yeah, it's, yeah. Uh, yeah. I got nothing else. That's yeah. perfect. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Uh, all right. So let's. Uh, let's. I didn't I'm, even bring up the Native American god, so you know. Yeah. yeah. Which I did not know was a thing. Ah, yeah. um, mm-hmm. Totally missed that. I was whole telling him that last okay. night. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Thank you. Yes. Behold. <laughs> you can sit back down. Uh, Thank you. So I when we. When we were talking about who to bring on for this episode, Emily shouted your name out immediately, and she said you knew more about Wonder Woman than anybody else in the world. Well, I, well, well okay. Let's manage whoa, whoa. expectations. <laughs> Anyone else I know. Yes. In <laughs> Emily's world. In my yes. world. Let's manage expectations here. Uh, yeah, no, I. Uh, she's like she's my favorite. She's my favorite. Um, I often say that the biggest influences on me in my life are my family, Jim Henson, and Wonder Woman. Oh, some good calls yeah. yeah so uh yeah so she's kind of my favorite uh and it hurts my feelings when people don't uh understand why she's great and or write her poorly and uh yeah 
So as yeah. somebody who feels that strongly about Wonder Woman, how do you think of the movie? Well, I was really, really scared going into it. I'm not going to lie. Like, I was like, I already had little pieces of my soul uh, get stabbed uh, by Man of Steel and Batman v Superman. Um, but her parts in Batman v Superman gave me a little bit. Like, I was like, okay, okay. Okay, okay. Um, so I felt like it is an A experience of a B film. Like, like not like it's a B film, but like letter grade. Sure, sure. Um, because oh, okay. the first two, two acts are super great. The third act has some issues. Um, I would agree with that. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, you know, the, she, you know, I already knew going in that they were going to make her the daughter of Zeus, which I think is bullshit, to be just perfectly frank. I think it's like the worst thing ever, and it doesn't understand the character and undermines her in a, little, a lot of ways. And like, <laughs> um, <laughs> so, uh, so I'm not a big fan of that, but this is one of the best ways they could have handled a thing that I hate. If that makes sense. So, I mean, I'm, I'm going to be, I'm ignorant here on that. So okay. she, so what, what is the other, the, the real portrayal? Of the her? real origin is that she, you know, Hippolyta is, uh, wants to have a kid. She just prays to the gods, and the gods say, "Go to the go to the shore and take this clay and sculpt a child, and, we'll, and then they bring her to life." Oh, okay. Um, and the Perez run in the '80s, he revamped it a little bit so that all the female gods and Hermes then gave her gifts. So like, um, uh, uh, Athena gave her like you know kind of wisdom, and you know oh. that she was granted the ability to communicate with animals, you know, uh, and like various other things. So every god gave her all the female gods gave her like an enhanced kind of thing. Oh, cool. Um, so then to go then, and also by the way, being made out of clay is great creation myth. I don't know if. Yeah. Yes. Oh yeah. yeah so sure. yeah. Um, just for maybe the people who don't know, like Eddie Berganza, that, uh, that it is made, it is Greek creation myth. So there is a reason that William Molston Martin or Martin Molston, I always forget to flip his names. Thank you. Uh, there's a reason there's a method to all of his madness. You know what I mean? Like, it's not uh -huh. like he just pulled stuff out of his ass. Like this is actually like recreation. So then to then say, Oh, well, you know what? Uh, that doesn't really make any sense. So let's make her a demigod instead and make her like this kid. So you just turn her into like a Hercules knockoff to a degree. So you kind okay. of are taking some of the originality. Um, and also like sort of the context of this kind of woman only, uh, you know, origin or you know and it's not like it's excluded because hermes is included so it's not like you know what i mean so right, right. like it kind of takes it takes away from the gravity it kind of, of yeah it seems like it's more like them whereas with this it's like well zeus is pretty much all of this it kind of yeah. goes back tries to make it all singular god yes to build up that i'm really i do not read her comics much mm -hmm. i didn't i was very much marvel growing up uh i've been trying to read more of her comics lately and i get a lot of my info from brian right now mm -hmm. Although I'm, I just stopped picking hers up because I'm incredibly sucks. upset they're giving her a brother. Oh, right now. yeah. I'm just like, what? Yeah, that's, that's yeah, that's trash. Not, yeah, it's oh, no. awful in a lot of ways. Like, I, it like seems... they keep making her less special. In yeah. Why is Greg yeah. Rucka ever leave? Like, I know. Yeah. Please, like, well, it's... he just left again, and now it's now. So... What I mean, like, yeah. as long as Greg Rucka's yeah. on, I know it's a good book. And as soon as he's not he's on, gone, yeah. Yeah. and it was yeah. one of those things where, like, they, like, Jeff Johns and company created like the Wonder Woman brother thing, and then the book got taken over by Greg Rucka, who went, "I'm gonna ignore all that fucking yeah. bullshit." Yeah. And then right. as soon as he leaves, like, "All right, who's Wonder Woman's brother?" And that's yeah. what they're trying to do now, and it's just, ugh, ugh. why did? Well, it's so it, dumb. Well, yeah. it's, just, it's just so interesting that you bring that up because it's like it's those parts where they shifted from that that origin that you mentioned mm -hmm. is where this movie is the weakest and falls apart. Yep. And it's so interesting to see that it's such a clear line. Yeah. Where I'm like uh, having no history of the backstory of Wonder Woman. I'm like, 
man, this part just doesn't seem like Wonder Woman. See, see I yeah. disagree. I don't feel like that. I don't think the origins where the movie falls apart at all. I think the movie falls apart when they start screaming video game dialogue and throwing lightning at it. But, but like they I have don't the really whole Zeus part of it. I think this movie falls apart anymore. I, yeah. I agree. I don't think, I think it's at all. less good. See, no, but, see, it, yeah, I don't. I want. I want to go so far to say. I, I, I appreciate the thought of falls apart. Yeah, but for me, it's just like it's so. The reason why I say it falls apart, and like I love this movie so far. It's my favorite comic movie of the year. Like it's fantastic. Yeah, it's weird that we're starting on a negative. Yeah, it's so great. Well, that's. I mean, usually when something's horrible i try to start on a positive when no. something's great i try to start on a negative and then yeah, we'll go to where we actually want to end up but so this one it's i don't like i feel like it almost went full dragon ball z there for a little while oh. and like that's where i'm like it just it didn't feel like wonder woman fighting yeah absolutely like, it, just, it didn't Super feel moment. yeah it yeah. just it didn't feel right like it was it's the right movie but like why are they floating and just glowing at each other and it just it didn't that, feel like her and i think it does tie back into sort of the the demigod yeah. aspect of it and i think that the third act is where we kind of get the most compromise on what they wanted to do with the movie because I don't know if you've read this, but like it's, you know, uh, Patty Jenkins had to fight for that no man land sequence. Like yeah. They did yes, not understand what they were trying. Oh. She was trying to do with it. They were going to try and take it out. They're like, well, why, why didn't she just do this? Or why can't she do this? She's like, no, this is, this is how this is supposed to work. So she had to like really fight for that. And like she storyboarded it all out. She had to do like a whole thing. So I feel like the third act is where we get the compromises right. that, okay. that bought us. Yeah, that, that makes so that's sense. the only thing that I can think of. And, you know, there's a certain thing of Wonder Woman wanting redemption for everyone and wanting to save them with love that is very much indicative of her character that, that could have saved that third act for me, even if it was like kind of video game power up moments and things yeah. like that because there's that whole part part where she has that the truck that she's gonna crush, you know. Oh it's a tank. The tank, sorry. That she's gonna crush. <laughs> it's like, it's more she's, she was throwing trucks around <laughs> too. That's but the true. tank that she was gonna <laughs> like that she was contemplating throwing at Doctor Doctor Psycho and um, yeah. I mean Doctor Poison. Poison. Sorry, I was thinking about Doctor Psycho yesterday. Um because that's you know what Yeah, because I was thinking of next movies. You gotta think about Doctor Psycho. Yeah, like I was thinking about next movies and various things they could do. And sure. I was like, oh man, he's so gross. They able to do such a good movie with him. Um but like so she's gonna she's gonna you know she's like has it and she's gonna crush Dr. Poison with it but there is a moment there that's missing which is some sort of extension of hands there's some sort of you know a speech mm. a, you know some, something instead like, of her like just what the doctor away. would do which is always yes. to say last chance yeah and not even yeah. last chance just like put the thing down and like yeah. have a hand and help her up or like something yeah, she like just kind of lets her run away which is yeah and there's no exchange of words no sort of like you know redeem yourself sister moment like nothing there was no there was nothing like she just kind of looked at her like you know what i mean so that so that to me was weird and the fact that like dr dr poison is basically the the worst villain in the film to a degree because yeah. she's the one even granted she you know she's been float being float, floated ideas but she's the one who's murder like coming up with yeah. all the ways of murder really well, like female yeah, bad guys though yeah but they never they never interact the Maybe. entire last fight sequence with a movie that's like it's shot very well it's mm -hmm. edited very, everything's done very very well but that entire last like 15 20 minutes feels very choppy like mm -hmm. it feels like there was a lot there and they just kept cutting it for time and mm -hmm. cutting it for time I, and I, I could be wrong but that's just kind of what it felt like to me I understand everything you're saying about Wonder Woman, how important that is. Mm -hmm. But honestly, if you'd thrown a monologue in there, we would have lost a lot of people in this movie. Sure, people mm -hmm. hate yeah. that because that yeah. that that because they were ramping up to the climax, ramping up to the Super Saiyan moment, and it would have been a crash, right? In yeah. that scene. And well, yeah, yeah. I understand pacing and, wise why they didn't do it, and maybe that moment was not about her 
saving people with love. That moment was more about her realizing her full potential. It was also about her. She was, that was the moment where she was losing herself. Right. She was losing herself through anger. And then she's staring down at this woman who is laid bare Mm. and looking at her and then thinking about Steve brings her back to herself. So symbolism wise is her throwing away the tank and going and confronting Ares. And then it's just so peppered with, Gar, I'm going to kill and murder you as an evil Like it just gets so. Is Ares a pirate? Yes. Apparently. I don't remember that part. The the problem (laughs) that that I had with that sequence was when she came back to herself and then suddenly she developed force power disintegration powers. (laughs) The power of love. Yeah, I don't like that when she was walking towards him and he's throwing things at her and things are just Huey disintegrating. I like, would... When did this power come about? Yeah. It's in my head now. Yeah. But yeah. See, like, that was one of those things where it's like, I mean, you're going to know better than I will, but like, one woman's kind of like Superman where every now and then like, yeah, she also has this power. So I don't remember that one. It's... I've never heard of that one. No, it's 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 a movie interpretation of her coming into her god powers as far as sure, I can yeah. Um, I don't know what happened in the New Fifty Two, which is where her bad things happen. I know. So like, yeah. so when she New does the Zeus was a rough thing, time for uh, Wonder Woman. Rough, <laughs> um, so very like, weird. yeah, it's so that that actually. <laughs> number nine of that new 52 arc i remember that specifically because that's the thing that made me stop reading comics for three years so um yeah it was uh, was just it it was very disillusioning um i think it was one of those things where instead of me trying to figure out what i would change in that whole thing it's figuring out the small things that could have fixed it versus changing wholesale things because it's not a thing that i'd be able to do yeah. I would not be able to go back and be like, hey, guess what? She's not a demigod anymore. That's stupid. You know, like, you know, like, um, and in the whole like disintegration thing, it's like supposed to, I guess it's supposed to be an extension of the gauntlets and how that she can repel things, I guess. But then like the whole lightning thing, because it's Zeus. And I don't know why Ares can throw lightning all of a sudden. I was yeah, like, what this, are you uh, doing? Yeah. It was weird to me when that was happening because I didn't, Brian told me that in this universe he's supposed to be Zeus's son. And I'm like, aren't yeah. they supposed to be brothers? Yeah. Like, when did that yeah. happen? Yeah, I didn't. Well, they say it in the beginning, like it's in that whole like weird motion comic sort I guess of thing. I just they for- say son. Got it. But like yeah. to take away like one of the most established. That is weird. They took away it's one a- of the most established mythological things that a lot of us learn in school. Yeah. yeah. A lot of people know about and just be like, eh, fuck it. Yeah. For for not really any reason. What's yeah. the difference What's between the difference him being a brother, brother or, or a son? Yeah. Uh, I don't. I I couldn't. I couldn't tell you. That Unless that's was... Jeff Johns. Well, that I... could be his because I know he had input on this one. If his input was trying to make sure one woman has a brother, because that's what he just wrote uh... into Rebirth. Well, no, because uh... that was that was stuff that they were saying. Oh, you know what? Now I don't remember because I try to block the new Fifty Two comics. <laughs> um. I never read 52, so don't, I'm don't, learning the, about all do this. Do not. Don't. There Absolutely is some not. great shit in New 52. That yeah, is, yeah. Some not in Wonder great, Woman. Not, not in Wonder Woman. Woman. No, no, no. I'm just saying, in, in general, New 52, there was some great yeah. stuff. Let's move back into Wonder Woman. Let's go uh, more positive side. Let's yes. talk about the mascara. Oh. Okay, can I think about, like, sigh. costumes started there. Like, the oh. costumes for this movie were phenomenal. Mm-hmm. But, like, I, when when um, Hippolyta came out with that um, uh, bustier that had the, like, bird cut out in the middle of it, mm-hmm. I lost my, quietly, in the theater, lost my shit. <laughs> yeah. I was just like, 
that's amazing. And I immediately started thinking about how you would make that. Yep. And it like in my brain, I just in the in the span of like ten seconds, I made it and then decided it was too hard. And then it was just like, oh my God. And just decided to marvel at its beauty. I mean, yeah. just the costumes and all the costumes in this movie were great. That blue dress was great, but the um just the 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 corsetry and bustier work mm-hmm. in that island was uh ha ha ha. So just good. being able to highlight a woman without trying to just cinch her waist or anything—the yeah. stupid shit they used to do with all of the yeah. armor for they, women and really letting women the move. strength. Yeah, yeah. I, I a, do wish and, there were more like bodybuilder type women in yeah. there. That was my only problem: is that there was a lot of super slender but, girls. Well, all the women, a lot of the women were professional athletes. Um, oh yeah. So so I mean, like, they all look like CrossFit. Yeah. None of them looked like weak models to yeah. me. Like they there all were looked boxers, like boxers. There yeah. were CrossFits. There yeah. were like prof- uh, like decathletes. Yeah. Uh, everyone had equestrian. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, everyone had the shoulders like they could throw a punch. Like yeah. everyone looked yeah. like they could throw. a punch. Well, there's one woman I was reading, and I don't remember who she played. The name is escaping right now, but she's talking about how like she does like like competitive CrossFit. So yeah, so she was talking about how she actually lost some muscle mass during the thing because even though she was training, they weren't training to the degree that she usually trains. Mm-hmm. Like she doesn't, you know, like, because oh. it was like more movement than it was strength, I guess. But okay. I thought that was really interesting where it's okay. like, oh, so they got women who were so hardcore in their normal lives that during the movie stuff, they're <laughs> like, oh, this is nothing. You know, like, <laughs> One of the special features was um was the trainer talking about the experience and I thought it was, this was the coolest part where he was saying well, he, he trained the guys for the 300 as well and he was like it's so different he said because training men to do that movie there was a lot of be the best competition like I gotta like I gotta max out and be like it was all a lot of internalized like self stuff but he said with the women it was a lot of cheering each other on and like you can do it yeah let's mm-hmm. like and it felt more like a team and less like an individual pursuit hmm. and I just thought that was you mean the guys in 300 were assholes there's no way <laughs> say assholes I just meant they were all about like maxing out their own yeah. like yeah. strength whereas the and women still were all wasn't supporting good enough. they still other. had to airbrush a lot of those abs yeah. well you know that's the whole other thing. Uh, <laughs> um, but yeah, like, and I felt like just seeing everybody, like those scenes where they're just kind of training or even they're just like riding horses down the street or just walking around. I just like felt like super like amped and excited yeah. and like inspired. Like, it pulls I didn't you even in. F- As a woman, you're yeah. just like, this, I want to be here. Did you, like, did I want to be with you guys. Did yeah. you guys, cr- like, as soon as little baby Diana shows up and sees all those <laughs> yeah, women, I immediately started crying. Because yeah. Yeah. Oh. I kept thinking about all the little girls now who yeah, will see, see this, this movie and who will cosplay this character and who will have a love for Wonder Woman for a different reason than the rest of us. Like, mm-hmm. who have this. And I just immediately, the theater was like, oh, I already love this movie. <laughs> we want to show that, like, the 15 minutes opening, pretty much, until she becomes Gal Gadot. Because our, our niece is five, and she loves Wonder Woman, and we're totally pro giving her crap. Like, we every time she has a birthday yeah, or every, Christmas, we're sending every her Wonder Woman stuff. present situation, <laughs> she's <laughs> something Wonder Woman. Because we, we want to make our nieces geeky as much as we can. Uh, <laughs> Start them early. <laughs> and our my sister-in-law, Brian's sister, is nervous about showing her this film because she's five. There are parts of this movie yeah, that might not intense. be great. Yeah. So we, we want to, like, we cut down just a beautiful sequence where she gets to see, see the young version because mm-hmm. she looks like Hayden's. She does. Our, she does. She, oh, brown yeah. hair, brown eyes. Like it, They look like each other. It's mm-hmm. amazing. Well, uh, shout out to DC Superhero Girls, which is great for kids who uh, want to see not just Wonder Woman, but a lot of other female characters. Oh, I was wondering how that she was. Does not yeah. like, she does not like Batgirl. 
Mm. So that's I a problem because Batgirl's a big part of that. Well, she could, I found out through like Fruit Snacks. She could like Batgirl based on this thing. She could. DC superhero. I mean, right now it's she doesn't like her on the fruit snack cover. So when there's fruit (laughs) snack, she does not want Batgirl. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you know, she has no context to that. She's just kind of like a scary bat lady at that point. (laughs) So perhaps with this. And she's a redhead, Caden. I'm sure there's something going on about. She's just automatically anti ginger. She's like, get those weird gingers away from me. (laughs) It's an interesting thing that very first scene and Themyscira and all the training, all that, because it's the one that you point to when people are like, well, what's so special? Like, when you're trying to convince other dudes watching this that like this is why this is so special for women to watch, why like you get people saying like I cried during the scene, it's so amazing, and guys are like, well, it's just like any normal superhero movie, uh, blah blah blah. And it's like the problem yeah. is, it's like, wow, it's, so many said. people just got jerked off. <laughs> no guys jerking themselves. Every woman at the table just did a guys, jerk off. It, it was the most weird Two thing hands. I ever watched. Happen. <laughs> response to those guys i'd be like all right you remember how you told everyone how relatable boyhood was and how it was just you growing up and boy her boyhood was the greatest movie in the world i should have called it boy how heard. you <laughs> felt while watching heard. that girls feel while watching this yeah. well and that's, that's this movie was way more awesome it was, i know but it was but boy, yes. boyhood was such a boy movie yeah well it's an interesting thing to kind of come like find out about this or just to kind of deal with with this is like what's so special about this what's so special about seeing this when us guys have like 20 off the top of our head examples of this type of thing that we can see that's so badass so awesome oh i feel inspired and charged by this and it's like this is the movie this year yeah this is the one that we get and that's that's the exact reason and then to just to feel that watching that same scene again this time around i was just so like oh this is so cool like i've like did you watch it with amelia not amelia uh Who's Amelia? Karina? Sorry. No, no. She was in bed. Oh. I watch all my movies late at night because that's the time I have. <laughs> have you but shown someday, any of this Yeah, to someday you'll be able to show oh, it yeah. to her. Oh, yeah. Probably sooner than later. Yeah. But you know, the thing that you were saying that I last time in the beginning is like trying to describe this to other guys first mm-hmm. off like i i, I you won't had representation your entire yeah, no but lives. but the, i won't because what's the point like right, there, right. there's like if the guy looks at this movie like there's somebody who i won't name on this thing because he's been on here before who's just like no it's stupid i'm like all right if you're just gonna be that dismissive i have no reason to even try to convince you like all right it's just not for you you're just gonna lump it in with all the other dc movies and just say it's garbage that's all they want to do so just yeah there, there's so many people this is one of the things that i hate is people who love marvel so much they cannot enjoy dc they won't let themselves and the thing is is like i'm always been a dc guy over marvel just in in general but like fuck the war who cares dc versus marvel this is the first legit female super movie like fuck superwoman or girl Girl. or whatever yeah okay well i'm offended a little bit i hate that movie so much no i listen Uh Uh it is a terrible film that i love with all my heart well we (laughs) can agree it's a terrible film but i feel like this is like the battleship discussion all yeah Yeah, i know but i think the thing that gets lost in that film is it has the 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 flying ballet basically when she first gets to earth and then she learns like she learns to fly that like Three minute sequence where she's around the the lake is one of the oh. most beautiful. Things. Okay, oh, yeah, okay, that's a great, se- yeah. I very great Super sequence. Girl I'll give you that. Movie uh, since I was little. Oh, it's yeah. so but, bad. I, I just, greatest thing. It's so bad. I, but, I remember a but, typewriter sequence, and uh, that's yeah. like it. But either way, so like the argument is that so we've had movies since fucking forever with all these dudes, and like now we have Wonder Woman, which Wonder Woman should have been made a long fucking time ago. Mm-hmm. It's weird it took they this long. They had a TV show. Linda Carter was good. Oh, she was oh, well, great. Yeah, no, no, I love the show, but I'm but just saying, like, it's she was like, wearing a diaper the whole yeah. time. It but was, the was, the argument is, yeah. there's no point in trying to sway the angry dudes over. Yeah, it's yeah. just not going to happen. Or even like, it's the, a waste of time. Or even I mean, the indifferent dudes. Like, there's like the sense of like, what's so special about it? It's like, how is it not obvious from this? Like, just the way that you're watching this, and it's not like 
ooh, that's hot. It's yeah. more like, this is badass. Mm-hmm. This is exciting. This is like, pick up a sword. I want to like stab bad guys now. Yeah. Like, do you got like that? Um, uh, um, t- uh, Tony Kim's uh, clothing company, Hero Within. Hero Within. Yeah, he he came out with a, a denim jacket that had Wonder Woman logo on the back. I've it's, almost bought it a few times, yeah, but I don't look good looking, in denim jackets. It's such a subtle, really nice, classy jacket for men. And when oh. he released it, he took so much shit. From guys saying it's gay, like why can you wear a jacket with a girl on it? It's like women wear clothing with boys on it all the time. Why is it so hard for so many men in this world to be able to relate to a woman? I've related to so many men. Yeah. Yeah. When I watch movies, I see myself in these male characters again because, well, this is what I had growing up. Mm Why is that such an alien concept to the male population at large? Well, and that takes us to the No Man's Land scene where it was like, I, I mean, I'm a dude and she and Wonder Woman's a woman. It's like when she went up there and did what no one else could do, I got teary eyed the yeah. second time around. Why can't you get elated at that? I was so excited. Like, like I'm scene. not telling you. I'm telling yeah, you. No, I mean, no. people starts, who might be listening that don't get it. It it's starts from way back. I, I was when I was teaching. Um, we had um, there was a the city of L.A. has this. Uh, Read lost L.A. Read fuck I forget what it's called but it's this whole thing where everybody reads the same book and in, in this one particular grade and we did one year we did Joy Luck Club and oh. um and I was in charge of running the program which I did very poorly <laughs> and uh, we were having a meeting to discuss our lesson plans and how we were going to coordinate this read the big read that's what it's called um and one of the male teachers said I don't understand I don't think boys are going to like reading a book about all girls I don't understand why we have to read it and I one of the other not me one of the other teachers almost came across the goddamn table and punched him in the <laughs> face she was like are you kidding me do you know how many books about boys that the girls read every Awful. year almost all of Painful, them yeah terrible books yeah about boys i'm how so inspiring angry it's a boy how the about boy some of the, is the one yeah like, but like not to mention this is also a book about about the immigrant experience yeah. and about parents yeah. and children it doesn't yeah. just have to be like there's this idea that if there's a woman in it somehow it's no longer relatable there's no yeah. way i can it's, understand this story uh, i mean one of my favorite books growing up was matilda like that Matilda's was like my book. favorite book, and it's I I related to her immediately, yeah. but I don't know maybe learned, maybe my parents were cool. There's a, <laughs> it's a learned kind of segregation yeah. of processing. Mm-hmm. Um, Somehow you're less of a man if you can see yourself in a woman. It's oh, it's not it's, just that it's it's a lack of it's a lack of empathy to to a degree, and it's that early segregation when you're like I, there's some report that goes around that it takes until about a kid is ten to start doing the weird gender baskets. So mm-hmm. it's like a thing that you that kids have to learn over 10 years before right. it becomes a thing cuz they are just real neutral. So it's this kind of for it's it's you know the boys aisle and the girl aisle toys. It's like it's this thing where this is it is it is either overtly or subconsciously said that this thing is not for you. So you don't pay attention to that. And for us growing up like it was really at a good cross, a big cross section of the pop culture that everyone's copying now, like the Ninja Turtles, the Power Rangers, like all these Power other Power Rangers like, for girls and boys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, but like, but like clear. that area, that, that period of time with all that stuff, so many little things are just mm-hmm. in all those shows that in those ten years we're going up and seeing them, the commercials, mm-hmm. like we got a lot of information just dumped into our brain mm-hmm. that in the ten years we disseminated. So like, there's a lot of stuff that's just subconscious. Yeah, you have to. Un- it's a lot of stuff to unpack, and. Uh, 
there's this thing I, I call it and then there's the girl it's also referred to as like the smurf fet principle yeah i wrote yeah. an article about it on our oh, website yeah. yeah so yeah <laughs> i didn't call it the smurf fet principle i forgot it had a name well i knew people talked yeah. about it before but. uh so yeah so i was actually gonna be like emily wrote it oh. um and so so basically like it's particularly in the 80s when things were very toy focused mm-hmm. like mo- hey kids most of your favorite cartoons got started as a toy line ben 10 um so so it's a thing where you have a show and they realize that there is a small percentage quote unquote of girls who will end up watching the show so they throw a girl in there you know and so it's like and it's so like very obvious that she's just a girl and she's there most of the time oh the female ninja turtle that they brought in yeah like, uh venus, uh, venus de milo dumb yeah yeah the mo- I, even when i was little i'm like turtles don't have boobs yeah well yeah she had boobs, she had she boobs. Had boobs. why did she have boobs because no. you can't tell if it's a girl if it doesn't have boobs that's so stupid <laughs> yeah it's the worst so like you have this thing where you just like throw a chick in there for any various reasons gi joe had three good good you know good guy characters because they had like 80 gi joe dudes so it's okay for you to have three chicks because there's like 80 other dudes that you there's so many dudes in gi joe that you barely got the same cast two episodes in a row (laughs) that were dudes but lady j was there all the time how does the population not die out yeah i don't understand um really like the smurfs man yeah like the smurfs quick tidbit just because i find it hilarious Mm. at work one of my coworkers was telling me about his guy friend who got drunk on eBay recently and bought two thousand dollars worth of GI Joe paraphernalia. Two thousand dollars. That's a lot. His that wife is, is mad. <laughs> <laughs> Guess yeah, what our new room, our new spare yeah. room is, honey. Yeah. <laughs> so, long story short, um, all this stuff is, and these, these kind of hard coded things that were happening there is, I think, now that we get this kind of generation of grown up nerds who have not had to. Ab- quote unquote abandon the things they love as kids they're carrying a lot of that with them into the into the now even though it's a pretty antiquated kind of way of looking at things so you have to like you have to like they and they have to be willing to unlearn it Mm -hmm. you know what i mean like the the new ghostbusters is not replacing the old ghostbusters that still exists so just let let this thing happen like why can't why can't you just let it be i don't like kick your door in and be like that shitty movie is shitty. Don't there watch was, it because it's boys. They recently, uh, you know, like yeah, they did the. the so do you remember when this episode was about Wonder Woman? <laughs> yeah, sorry. Oh, yeah. Well, it's all related though. You can't it's all related. Talk about Wonder Woman without talking about Jennifer Diamond. No, I get it, but we have a uh, we've talked for an can hour. We talk We're about pretty much naked, at the end of this thing. We've we barely talked Steve about the Trevor? movie. Naked Steve Trevor. <laughs> naked Steve Trevor, guys. Hey, naked what's that? Trevor. It's a watch. Ah, that's so good. It's good stuff. I laughed so hard. I just want to talk about Steve Trevor in general because I think he Um, is... How updated they made him. I love love her. He's just like, I'm above average. (laughs) And he mentioned it again. Like, I am above average. average. (laughs) Yeah. um, You know, it's, it's, it's the thing where he is in the traditionally woman's role in terms of a superhero dynamic movie where he's like the one that's getting saved and he's like whatever. But there's still that assertion of male you know, dynamics when, once they get into the real world. And she's like, there's a lot of times in the movie, particularly in the second act where he's like, no, that's not how that works. Or you don't do that or don't do this thing. And she just does it anyway. He's like, okay, you have to wait outside. Then she's like, she just walks in anyway, you know, like, and like one of the things that I thought was really interesting too, was when they come out of the store, when they brought by her, the new clothes and Ed is there and she keep, and there's like, a good solid 45 seconds where he keeps trying to grab the sword from her and she's like not letting him do it. (laughs) And it's like, and then like, 
And then Etta goes and grabs it, and then she pauses for a second and she lets her take it. I had noticed that, but that makes total yeah, sense. Like, yeah. so it was a thing she's like, you know, swear oh. that she'll take care of it. And then she lets, she, she, that's the only time that she wasn't like dancing that sword around that nobody can touch it is when Etta grabbed it. And I, I was like, that's if, so subtle and, and so good. And I wonder if yeah. Etta, if in that moment Etta realizes that and that's why she tries to take it. It's very possible. Uh-huh. I mean, like, I wish there was more Etta in the movie. Yeah. Like, she was really good. Um, she was a great cast. Like, I, really when I heard that she was one playing it, I was kind of like, I mean, I guess, but then I, that's what's she so was interesting. She was delightful. That, and that's what's so interesting about yeah. Etta Candy to me is like she started, she, it's funny because she's such a weird character in the comic to me because yeah. she's like, her name is Candy and yeah. she's heavy set because she eats candy. Yeah. But she's all jazz yeah. hands. But yeah. she also has always been kind of a fucking cool chick mm-hmm. at yeah, the same definitely. time. Like she has her little harem of ladies mm-hmm. who just like, mm-hmm. you know, and so it's always, is like, is she supposed to be comic relief because she also is kind of badass. So yeah, yeah I, I they and, they handled it really well in this movie, and they handled both of those. If you watch like the uh, the I'll call it the credits tag because that's what it is, but it was like the extra scene on the Blu-ray. Like she's even a badass in there. Like yeah. they, they make fun of her for being a woman. Like well, Wonder Woman, like Diana's a woman. Like yeah, but she's different. She's like awesome, and you're you. And then like in two seconds, she kicks the shit out of like two guys. Yeah. She's like, yeah. see, I'm the boss, and it's fantastic. <laughs> yeah, like, it and I really like that actress. Like she was great in that role. Yeah. Yeah. She's really good. And so yeah, so I think Steve. They did a really great job at showing how your love interest in a movie doesn't have to be useless or, Mm. you know, feckless in any kind of way. And also kind of, you know, showing you how he never really like belittled her or or like try to do like, you know, like it's it was a really good line that they walked. There's a lot of like pitfalls that they could have fallen into. Like if you watch the pilot for the Wonder Woman series, I heard about how bad that was. <laughs> oh, it's deliciously terrible. Like it's in, like it's really good, but like like as a kid, I like I watched Wonder Woman constantly. Like if it, if it was on on TV at all in any kind yeah. of because it used to repeat on like three different channels growing up. Mm-hmm. If it was on at all, I'd stop and watch it. Doesn't matter what. Like if it's three minutes left in the episode or if it's whole thing, I would stop and watch it. And I hadn't watched the pilot in a really long time. So then I, when it came out on DVD, I bought it and I watched the pilot again, and I was like, oh. Steve's real sexist (laughs) and it's kind of played for laughs in it to a degree. Like it's like a very, it's a really interesting because the tonally, it's not what you remember if you saw it as a kid. Uh Um, And it's really kind of tongue in cheek and very kind of upfront about like Steve thinks she's wonderful, but like there's this whole thing where he's like, I sleep with all the secretaries. Like it's like a whole, like it's just a really, really fascinating Mm. kind of, kind of, like, and you're talking about well, the one that was made like 10 years ago? Or? The Linda Carter? The Linda Carter one. Oh. Yeah. Oh. So the Linda Carter. No, no. I'm sorry. The David E. Kelly thing is an abomination. You're <laughs> the pilot. So that's so why I sorry, kept the, that. the first episode. It's mm-hmm. a, technically the pilot. But yeah, it's the first, the first, uh, the first episode ever. Um, it's, it's really fascinating because it's like, you know, he's, he's awed by her. And then there's a point where he gets um, drugged by the uh, Marsha, who's a double agent. And he's like, oh you're so pretty kind of like it's just like the, the it's just he's and he's really freaking useless in it it's yeah. really really I mean, entertaining well you just go steve trevor from the comics and he's anywhere from very involved good guy to a complete useless lump on a log and like yeah. and then they just kill him all the fucking all the time, time. like the time. steve trevor meeting wonder woman was the worst thing that ever happened to steve trevor he was gonna die anyways <laughs> i mean that's true I mean, but you're, <laughs> you're fighting during a war your days are fairly numbered and he's probably. always been a bit of a dullard but he's not really in this movie but yes i kind of like dumb steve trevor yeah i am but i do appreciate in this movie steve needed to be great because no yeah totally yeah it can't be just 
the first the thing that's always bugged me about Steve Trevor, it's like, it's the only dude she's ever met. And she falls in love with him, of course. Yeah. yeah. But in this movie, it made it so that she had a basis for comparison, but also like he legitimately is awesome. Yeah. She just yeah. happened yeah. to meet Absolutely. an awesome dude. Yeah. So it's, it doesn't feel, and it, that love scene between them is really nicely oh, done. Yeah. 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 No oh. words. And it was very obviously consensual mm-hmm. and it was just, um, it wasn't played for, for boobs or for, you know, anything that made you feel titillated. It was more just like, Oh. Well, and, and the yeah. big difference between when when movies flip this and it's the superhero dude falls in love with the girl, she dies, and then just like kind of, even though he's like I'm kind of sad, mm-hmm. and then gets over her and it's like she never existed. This, oh, uh, my girlfriend's in the refrigerator. Yeah, 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 it's like it's like whatever with that. But then with this, they actually spent some time on it, and I felt just as sad as she did when mm-hmm. he was gone. Yeah, there was a there was a void that Steve Trevor left, and you don't get that out of the side characters any other time necessarily, and it was so cool i loved them i loved yes. them yeah. yeah i loved everybody like and you know uh charlie with the ptsd like oh, that was yeah. so good oh i love that that never got resolved no like he never actually oh, shot yeah. anyone nope. like that was great and they and she was like well who'll sing for us and he's like and that's literally what he did like he scouted some stuff and he like sang for them mm-hmm. and she kind of healed his heart a little like that, that moment that's what she that does. moment yeah. was so that made that moment just <laughs> it healed my cold heart. So like, yeah. you just watch it because it's like, and who played it? Was it Ewan Bremer? Yeah. 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 I always think of it as Spud. Yeah. It is yeah. Spud. Yeah. Spud. This was the time when I realized it was Spud. Like, <laughs> yeah. I was like, oh, finally. Okay, I haven't seen and both of those movies And immediately you think of him flinging poop across the room. Right. Oh, yeah. yeah. Or throwing up in a bag tied to his Good face. Time. But oh. just that he, he could have so easily been the punchline and instead her reaction to him of yeah. just delight and love yeah. was just, I don't know. It was really it was, good. It was, yeah. really, it was good for me. And there's a small like uh, there are, there are some valid concerns about sort of the lack of uh, diversity in terms of speaking roles. Mm-hmm. Um, I understand them, but I also was very satisfied with what we got based on what was having to happen in this movie. I think that Patty Jenkins did a really good job at making sure, like when they're in the train station walking through and you just see soldiers from all different kinds of country, including brown soldiers, just gobs and gobs of brown soldiers. It's like, (laughs) Like yes, because that's what happened. Guys in turbans were... They're, even though they were a big part of World War One and Two, they never never, never, never get shown them. in any of and, the movies. And having a Native American characters admit, oh. like, just say straight up, white people. Yeah, oh, <laughs> it's yeah. like fucked me up. Yeah, it's like, how do you guys know each other? Oh, his people uh, killed most of my people. Yeah, yeah. Now, for people who don't know, explain who that character is, because that was actually a big deal that a lot of people just kind of breezed over. I always, yeah, like even on first viewing, I got the feeling like this guy's got more to him than the other three do, but I didn't understand either. I didn't know his character before. Yeah. So Chief, uh, there's a part where when they meet, they speak to each other, and he speaks to her in his you know language, and they they have an exchange. And so about I don't know three two three weeks after the movie came out, these articles started popping up about what they actually said. So basically, he's introducing himself to her as a Native American god. Um, and he's a kind of like a trickster god and I'm forgetting his name right now. But, um, I thought that was like, I was, I was really like super into that when I found out that I was like, this movie's oh. so much better than I thought it was, you know, like <laughs> it's even better. And so there is, so there's a, so then when you think about the, the conversation that they, they then have about, well, what are you doing here? Is like, well, he killed all my people. So there's like, he is an untethered God at this point because most of the people that would worship him are gone. So I just was like, whoa. That's pretty awesome. Yeah, that means we might see him again. Yes, very very likely, which would be so dope. Um, Also, I'm pretty sure there's probably going to be like a Steve Trevor the third. 
somewhere I, because he's exactly Orthel just, like Chris Pine. Yes. Or they'll oh, just bring him back like because that happens to him all the time. Just bring him back because yeah. I know yeah. it's kind of like a eh, kind of thing, but like I, he's so good in that part to see him do a different version of him would be actually interesting. and I'd be okay with it because oh, he's okay. so good in that yeah. part. Chris Pine um, is totally an underappreciated he really pretty is. boy. He is my second favorite he's, Chris. Yeah. He's, <laughs> Piney he's Fresh? a fantastic actor that everyone's just like, just look at his blue eyes. And you're like, no, he's got oh. more to him. Than yeah. He does have some nice blue eyes, He though. does. He also yeah. has a really great voice. He does. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. in uh, Star Trek, when he goes, either they're going down, or we're going down, well, even or in, uh, they in, are. Into the like, woods. say it again. Yeah. Even Into the Woods. Agony. Amazing. He's got such a range. Yeah. 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 Uh, I will really fast uh, bring up one of the things that I find so like funny and annoying in this film mm-hmm. uh, with the costumes. All right. So she straight up... St- probably punches oh. out and strips that poor woman yeah. uh, after getting out of the carriage. <laughs> sure. Uh, she might have left her her blue cloak that she was wearing, but she's shivering somewhere in that woods. Uh, and then, so she's wearing the blue dress, mm-hmm. which is stunning on her. Yes. Uh, and then she leaves, starts running after the dude, flings it off, and is apparently wearing her Wonder Woman body. By the way, that, that dress is three fucking pieces. Because yeah. I, I did it for Comic-Con, and um, and trying to figure it out was just ridiculous. <laughs> because it, there's a dress, and then there's another dress on top of that, and there's like a drape piece on top mm-hmm. of that. So yeah, and then the fact that she's on a horse and just goes, wee, is just funny to me. I mean, she's, and, she's Wonder Woman. Yeah. She and, can do it. Quick changes are her thing. Yeah. When she does that, though, she also ends up with a uh, sling for yeah. on her over her shoulder. I'm like have that on you five was, seconds ago it was tucked in with the sword yeah. okay see, <laughs> see those of us who play video games we're just like okay cool okay, yeah, so, yeah. 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 Like, what's in her bag of holding I know. Yeah, that, yeah. that it's tracks. just so yeah. weird that's just yeah. the idea of Wonder Woman stripping of another woman and leaving her in the well, forest well in, in, in Diana's defense that lady was an asshole she yep. was a Nazi lady. She yeah. was a not. Yeah, she deserves to be cold and shivering. In the and woods. I don't care and how was, much you preach, like understanding. No, Nazis deserve to, to have their clothes punched. taken Te- away from them. Technically, and, yeah. World War One, not punched. Nazis. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's true. Well, pre Nazis. They were pre. Yeah, yeah. they were gonna be Nazis. She, yeah. she would have been on the side of the Nazis yes. eventually. She 100. Sure. percent I mean, yeah. <laughs> how shitty she was. And like, yeah. oh, hurry up! I'm so cold. This was this was Wonder Woman delving into pre crime. Yeah. Basically. Perfect. Basically. Uh, one thing about the costumes I want to bring up and Ooh. see what other people before John breaks his camera, uh, see what other people think about it. Did anybody else notice this? I could be barking up the wrong tree. It's very possible, but I'm a huge, I'm wearing the ring right now. Huge Green Lantern fan. Mm-hmm. Like Green Lantern for me is like Wonder Woman for you. Like it is okay. like my end all be all comics. I will read it over How anything. Kyle? Uh, I like him as Both. a core. Okay, yeah. okay. I'm and, just I, and he likes it when they work together. Yes, I love I it when they work together. Scared. Okay, yeah. I, I just, you know, <laughs> just check, just check. It. Yeah. Um, that said, so Wonder Woman, you can see on your shirt, she always has a headpiece that has a star on it. That mm-hmm. is like the Wonder Woman thing. The star in this movie looks like the star sapphire, like the star mm-hmm. sapphire ring, which is the ring of love. And I thought that was very interesting. I don't know if it was intentional. I'm sure it was. Well, she was a star sapphire I know, for a brief but, time in the comics as well. So. so I'm wondering if that was something they would ever think about bringing in because that symbol, I mean, it's a little bit off, but it is so close. Well, just go to the whole chief thing. If, if that's coded into the movie... And that intentional, mm-hmm. something like a headband is not going to be ignored either. Like, right. yeah, um, I think that it is likely that that was one of the inspiration points pulled. Yeah, um, I mean they have committee meetings to discuss. Yeah, oh I yeah, think, totally. That's why I'm like, I don't I think they would have landed on it. Yeah, um, <laughs> and and 
the Green Lantern Corpse is going to be the movie. Is going to be the corpse movie. Yeah. And if you look at all the Green Lantern stories, one of the key sagas is the the Spectre War. Yeah. Stuff. So I would be shocked if that was not a thing that they were planning. Yeah. And, and it's also Jeff Johns. And Jeff loves Johns. Is, the I mean, fucking, he wrote this. He wrote yeah. the thing. I mean, yeah. like, um, so. I, I I would because there's a lot of things in there that are very kind of subtle. Like I like I was yesterday I was doing some kind of like research into stuff and I saw this one video that was talking about um, uh, sort of uh, uh, Easter eggs and that the lack thereof. I was like, no, it's not that they weren't there. There are just references that most people wouldn't catch, like the alleyway thing where she deflects a bullet in front of Chris. Uh, in front of Steve is a straight up Donner Superman thing. Oh, that yeah. is a hundred percent very. Uh, there's a lot of those tonal things to the Donner Superman that I don't think people quite understood. And also, there's a lot of like very subtle, straight up um, uh, comic pieces that are visually represented yeah. in there, like the whole red and gold thing when she's in that rage and the fight looks straight up like an Adam Hughes cover. Mm-hmm. And in various motion, there's a there's a part of it where I'm like, yeah, that could be that cover right there. Um, so I think it's really kind of, I think that they, there was a lot of deep thought there. So I would be, and, and I'm guessing that the seventh member in the Justice League movie is going to be one of the Green Lanterns. I think you're right. And it's probably going to be Army Hammer playing him. Oh. I'm so into that. I'm so into Army Hammer I, I was, I was very disappointed when Chris Pine was cast as Steve Trevor, although he's great for Steve Trevor because mm. I really want him from Hal Jordan because I thought he'd be a very good Hal Jordan. And I wanted Tyler Hoechlin to be uh, Nightwing, even though I love him as Superman and Supergirl. Mm. I just had to throw that in there. Oh, um, he's really good as Superman. He's super cute. Yeah. He's so cute. <laughs> yeah. He's, yeah. And it, hashtag that ass. <laughs> DC Talk Comics gives us a lot of, steel. of male, yeah. male Asses uh, that don't hotness. get enough love from the CW. Zoom's ass when he was in his mm. costume. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Ugh. Okay. Everybody, I had to, everybody loves those I sweet, even, sweet sculpted hams. I even freeze framed our TV once and took a photo of his butt. I was just like, I need to keep this. Save that for later. Um, Why is this not an article on our site? Yeah, <laughs> hmm, yeah. CW uh, ass. Yes. Uh, but yeah, the, the other thought of the seventh member in the Justice League movie was. Uh, Captain Marvel now Shazam, which bothers me a lot because that's his magic phrase. And if he keeps introducing himself like that, he'll just change. Um, but yeah, so that's a possibility because Dwayne Johnson has been on the deck for so long. And But, I, but I, he's still, they're not going to bring Black Adam into it. No, they're not. But yeah, so yeah. so it would be interesting if they had, because they haven't talked about who's playing Shazam. I think they're just now casting him, but yeah, you could have Billy Batson running around out there. like. Yeah, I mean, because yeah, I mean, Shazam starts shooting what, February? January? Oh, I don't even know. It's 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 soon. Everything is so weird because I think the Flash was technically supposed to start. Yeah, and then next, they lost a director they again. Lost a director again, and now they're rejiggering it to be a Flashpoint, which I have a lot of conflicted feelings about. So with Wonder Woman, because they just cut Wonder Woman into it, because now they do put her in everything because she's the thing which that is, sells. Which is, I'm like, uh, that's listen, awesome. If yeah. you want to take Wonder Woman and give her the Batman treatment that you've been like overselling for years, give me that. I yeah, want yeah. that. I'm so into just it. don't yeah. mess her up with Flash. I also like to hope we get other women. She's yeah, not the only she's not the only one. one. Can I get me some others? sweet, sweet Black Canary and some? Uh, that's actually well, we, something I loved when we were watching uh, How Should It End or How It Should Have Ended. Yeah. yeah, when they did their superhero cafe, yeah. Supergirl and Batgirl were just sitting, and be like. You guys want us to come along? And Batman's like, uh, the Just um, Us League. No. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it was just a great way to bring that into yeah. attention and be like, hello. Yeah. I mean, and they're. I mean, we are getting a Batgirl movie. Well, supposedly. Oh, Who knows after supposedly. that? Joss Whedon. It's still Sherlock gonna happen. Hall. It's he just might not write it anymore or something. We'll, or they might bring we'll find out. Right. Yeah. The movie will still happen. It's just 
Yeah, we'll still get a Batgirl movie. I would love to get a Batwoman movie. See, yeah, honestly, yeah. I'd love to get Huntress in there. Yeah, Huntress would be great. Or Birds of Prey. Yeah. Zatanna would be awesome. Oh, oh I love Zatanna. 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 Bat- Batwoman. DC has so many like just fucking stellar Not female characters. Not Power Girl. Well, no. I mean, I, if they do Kara, they're going to do Supergirl. They're not going to do Power Girl. Yeah. I, or they might do her as like a, could, like a different, like if they do a crisis movie, which I think they'll do at outfit. some point. Make her flat chested. You, you okay, there are, there is a, I can think of like 17 ways where you can make Power Girl work. That, that's the thing yeah. that we Power can do. Power Girl's a good character. It's, it's just it's, her boobs. It's understandable because they don't, yeah. she, they don't really do great stuff with her in comics for the most part. Yeah. Her stretches. crossover with Harley was pretty fun. Yeah, and then, you know, there's the whole JLI, you know, era. And like, so it's just, they happen in chunks, you know what I mean? And if yeah. you start reading her comic at like the wrong time, it's not going to yeah. be great for you. But And um, she was the major player in uh, Crisis on Infinite Earths, yes. and she was great in that. Like yeah. She can be a great character. She can. It's she just, it's it's hard sometimes. And also an unsung character. Like, if we're talking about magic people, I really like Tracy 13, um, who is a, she, she's the daughter of Dr. 13, who is actually a, supposed to be like a magic debunker, but she's one of the homo magi, which is what they call the, ma- the inherent magic users of the DC universe. And she has city-based magic, so she can like teleport or whatever, but she can also like tap into stuff of the city. It's, she's cool. <laughs> also, if they could somehow uh, get the guy that played Constantine in the TV show and start shoving Ooh. him in places. Also because kind of get like that was just so underappreciated. That entire show was underappreciated. Yeah. Well, we're at it. Can we think, get Martian Manhunter? I think that's yeah. a... a yeah. Martian Manhunter... God, played everything. Can we get Sterling K. Brown to play Martian Manhunter? <laughs> I think that stands as a testament to this movie that it it has led us down these rabbit holes for a very long time and mm-hmm. has excited us. Yeah. And I don't think a movie in the DC thing has excited me as much as Wonder Woman has. No, I've and has made me sad. as interested in seeing the other aspects and other avenues and other mm-hmm. characters play in because yeah. there was the right amount of love in this movie for yeah, this material. And as a longtime DC fan. And growing up on, you know, Batman 66, the daughter of Superman and Wonder Woman, that trinity of those things and being really into them as kids and trying to bring my niece up. It took my, it was a delayed reaction. My niece is like a full on nerd now, but it's kind of like a delayed thing because when she, yeah, when she was a kid, it was kind of like that weird transitional phase and like some of the stuff that was coming out was a little too old for her at the time. Like the Harry Potter movies, it was too scary for her at the time because she was really young. So now she's like 20 and doing all this stuff. And so when we were taking it, when Man of Steel came out, I was like, okay, we're all going to go together. And I was, part of the reason why that movie hurt my feelings so much was because I was really excited to have my niece see a Superman movie. Mm. And it was not what it should have been. And so... I we took we I took her we all went to the Wonder Woman movie, and that was what I was wanting. You know, like you come out with that like hope and that like you want to like go and like hug a person and then like also work out with people and do all kinds <laughs> of stuff. You know, and like you just want to like you just want to like tackle all kinds of stuff and like you're super excited and you talk about all these things and I and that's what I want for her. And so the fact that it was a Wonder Woman movie that I was able to do that with, it, I feels there's feels. About it. <laughs> yeah, feels. good feels. I feel we should move into quotes. Okay. Quotes, 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 quotes. I'm just going to say mine really fast. Go for which it. Which was part of the culture shock with Wonder Woman mm. when they're getting out of the like committee war room thing and and she's just yelling at him be like, why would you support that? And, she, and then he's just like making her realize what he was actually doing and she just looks at him and be like, you were lying? Yeah. <laughs> and then his reply is, yes, I'm a spy. That's what I do. <laughs> like, totally. Like, I loved her face her, in that. Her purity. Yeah, were... She just was like slowly realizing like what you can't, sometimes it's okay to lie. Yeah. <laughs> the, the incredulousness of all that. Um, I have two, actually. Go for it. Um, so it's the, who would I be if I stayed? Mm. Um, I feel like 
uh, I, t- I talk a lot about the Trinity in various ways in Twitter and periods when I have random thoughts about it. And if you like distill everybody into like kind of little log lines, hers is kind of like an exchange student mm. um, in a certain way, but like leaving the island to go out and do good. So like that, who would I be if I stayed? It's like, you, you know, making the choice to let bad things happen and not intervene really like pinpoints the character for me. And also the um, whatever it is I can do it, let me do it. Hmm. Um, when Steve's trying to be like, no, I got to go blow up this thing. And she's like, she's like, I don't know what you're saying, but like, you know, just let me do it. I can do it. Like whatever it is. <laughs> and I feel also like that really hits for me too. Cause especially, you know, as a woman who doesn't always get, who's sometimes underestimated into things that I can do. And I'm just like, I don't just let me do it. It's fine. Like, I don't want to, you know, and also from that time period of women don't get to do as much stuff as they do because they, they are thought to be less than and thought to be, well, even now thought that it can't be done. She's just like really dismissive of whatever he's trying to say. She's like, it's fine. Yeah, yeah, I can do it. Let me do it. Oh, it's fine. I can do it. I don't understand what you're saying, but I, I know I can do it. So it's that kind of confidence and, and all that kind of stuff that I just like. I like it a lot. I like this. Well, women are, can do when they're raised with the confidence. Yes. And they're told they can do it. Mm-hmm. I liked, um, I liked all the, the way this movie knew it had a heavily, it allowed itself to, to, to make jokes that women would particularly laugh at, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. And um, like on the boat, when they're talking about the books, sexual pleasure or whatever. <laughs> and she's like, yeah, men are unnecessary for pleasure. Um, that was great. But my favorite line is when they're doing the whole watch penis mm-hmm. thing and they're in, and they're in the little hot tub or whatever. And, and she's just like, what is that? And he's like, uh, my penis. Oh, you mean the watch? <laughs> and, then, and then later on when he t- describes what a watch is and she's like, you let that little thing tell you what to do? And he's just like, yeah. And like, <laughs> also, the watch is, is my penis. Yeah, the watch oh, is my penis. It's an uh, Mine's a little bit more silly, but I really enjoy it. It's uh, it's the when Chris Pine lands at the beach and all the Germans are behind him and he turns around and sees all the Amazons with bows and arrows and goes, they have guns, right? Mm. <laughs> uh, so I, I can't decide between these two, so I'm going to just go for it. Um, the first, the silly one is when she, they're walking down the streets of London and she sees a baby for the first time. She's like, Oh, a baby. And then hit, and then Steve Trevor's line, it's not made of clay. <laughs> I, I missed it the first time I watched the movie. And then when he said it this time, I was like, this, I, I bust out laughing. I had to apologize for waking people up. But, um, mm. then the other one, the one I, it's maybe a little cheesy, but it ties into the watch when he tells Diane at the end, I wish we had more time to handle the watch. It was just like, Oh, mm-hmm. oh, hit me in the feels. Like, I had to sit back and I was like, damn. Like, it's a kind of a cheesy line, but they pulled it off so well. Mm-hmm. And it really kind of tied into just the, the watch joke and then, like, just how much I love their love story. Mm-hmm. I love this movie a lot. I'm <laughs> trying to so think of a good oh, review God. system for it's, it. It's, it's super great. The review <laughs> system for this one's a little tough. What about uh, movies that made you feel empowered as a child? Sure. Oh, oh, Jesus. Oh, okay. God. That's a. I got mine right away. Hook. Mm, bangerang loved hook and it's a great example for me as a in a movie about kids and growing up and stuff and being able to see yourself in a different gender essentially because i mm. there was a ton of characters that i related to in that movie and there was a part of me that wanted to be rufio for a little while even though he dies and like i adored hook mm. and it just for me it like showed a lot of possibilities and you do have to grow up. It's not going to necessarily be bad. Don't leave everything away, but it's also good to still play. Mm-hmm. Like, oh my God. When I watch that movie still, when he says, you're playing with us, Peter, I still cry. Mm-hmm. It's amazing. 
Then uh, I'm going to go with Forrest Gump. Mm. And I'm going to say that because if you're saying movies that made you feel empowered as a child, that movie did two things for me. One, I was a total fucking dork as a kid and I didn't have a ton of friends. And seeing like Forrest, who kind of was the same thing where he only had really one friend, but he just didn't give a shit and just ran for life. Like he was just for life and super positive all the time. That helped me a lot. And it made me go. And it's why you're super positive all the time. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, That it also made me go, oh, movies are what I want to do with my life. So that also left me on like my life goal was Forrest Gump. So that's mine. Uh, For me, the um, it's Return of the King. And I'll explain why. It is the scene. That you weren't a child when that came out. You were not a child. No. When you were a child. Yeah. When you were a kid. (laughs) Oh, no, never mind. <laughs> okay. I'm talking about just movie, like movies that made me feel empowered. No, when you were a child. Uh, when you were a child. Uh, dirty Dancing? No. Um, really? Because nobody puts baby in a corner. I mean, <laughs> you know, like, oh, yeah, no, I like that. How young were you when you saw that movie? I'm pretty, I'm pretty, I was pretty young. Hmm. Why? Why? It's because there's a lot of not child things in there. Um, well, if you get, oh, if no, you get that like, TV edit, it's not that. <laughs> I was definitely. Airplane version. Pretty young. I was. It's 15 minutes now. Well, also, you just don't pay attention to that stuff when you're yeah, a kid. Like, you know, you're like, I thought you were like yeah. being like, how old are you, Emily? You're really fucking old. Um, no. Anyway. Um, Offended. <laughs> so, um, but no, I, uh, I like that Like she can't, she's like, I can't do the move. I can't do the move. I can't do the move. I can do the move. You know, and so I was like, you can do it. You just have to keep practicing. But also like her, I think subtly, I did not realize this at the time, but like my parents were shitty and um i think her refusal to like kowtow to what everybody wanted her to do and be and like even standing up to her parents uh when the time was necessary i think that was pretty inspiring too it took me a lot of years to um like let that sink in and actually do it myself but uh i do feel like that movie was the start of allowing me to see that you have a choice you don't have to do what everybody tells you to do and you know follow your bliss uh i watched a lot of tv growing up like a lot Um, so there's a lot of things that I watched varyingly, um, but it made me think immediately of the journey of that again, because it's this girl who goes off on her own to go find her dad and go into a logging company because she was staying at some like crappy place, but she goes out on an adventure by herself. She gets a wolf companion. She meets young John Cusack. Actually, it took me a second to remember that movie. We have that on Laserdisc. Yeah. What was the title? Journey of Nat again. Nat again. Yeah. Um, this is the journey of that again, right? Um, I always call it Ned again, so now I'm like, it's the journey of, right? Yeah. Um, and yeah, so like this, it was, I think the first live action movie I saw that ha- that kids, was kids adventure stuff that was centered on a girl and not just having a girl as part of the, the group, you know? And the fact that she was like, no, I'm going to go find my dad. Like just like 100% just went out, braved a lot of stuff. Uh, I, that's how I developed my crush on John Cusack. Um, and, uh, also have a long time obsession with animal companions. So, nice. which also ties into the war room things because she can talk to animals. Um, uh, this one that kind of inspired me, and I wasn't, it took me a while to figure out why it inspired me, um, was cool runnings. Mm. Um, and what I think was inspiring about that was just how they didn't win, but at the end they finished the race. They did, they, did what they knew they had to do. They just went with it and finished and did. They acted. And I mean, just looking back on that, that just even watching it again many times, I was like, that really resonates with me. And it, like, I felt that same way. Like there's the same kind of sense of just like you do and you are, you know, the better for doing and in action and 
don't know, gen- okay. a genuine. It's okay to fail. Yeah, it's okay to fail, but like they were, it was an earnest movie too. Mm-hmm. And then rewatching, I was like, oh wait, yeah, this was enjoyable. But yeah, that's that's the one I'm going with. It has some similar feelings for me. But yeah. Whew. <laughs> yeah. I fell on, I was like, you did it. Well, no, I, I worried. I was like, hold on. Good, good choice, Chewie. <laughs> Have I been dead my inside for all my life? I wouldn't doubt it. <laughs> <laughs> By the no. way, I have Hook on on uh, VHS, uh, nice. DVD, and yeah. Laserdisc, mm-hmm. and I have a gun from Hook that I found at the first oh, so I was very excited. I was going to say, and I, I have, have a gun, gun. just yeah. FYI, uh, in case anyone was wondering. It's the Hook's gun from uh, the movie. I love the movie Hook. Hook is a good movie. Right <laughs> I really it's like it. It's a good and good movie. So coming up, because this is the end of Wonder Woman, <laughs> Ooh, uh, we are starting our October Horror Month. Is this the end of Wonder Woman? Yeah. Yeah. Tune in next time. That's when we talk about the movie, uh, again, even though we're not supposed to. We actually talk about the movie. <laughs> uh, so the first episode is a horror battle, and we're going with romantic horror movies. Ah. And it will be up to the people defending the movie to say why they are romantic horror movies. Uh, I threw that out there because our guest, which I'm still not sure exactly which one will be, it's part of a couple. I don't know if we're getting the boyfriend or the girlfriend, but uh, <laughs> I told them they could pick Leprechaun in the Hood if they wanted to, as long as they could defend that it. it was a romantic movie. So it's going to be up to us to defend them. But Leprechaun does love his gold. He does. There's love in there. <laughs> oh, God. And he loves Jennifer Aniston Those for one movie. Those movies are awful. Yeah, there's All something else. Uh, and then after that, we're doing guest choice throughout the rest of the month where the guest coming on is picking the movie that we're reviewing. Uh, yeah. So far, we have two that are going to be very different, but one of them is one of my all-time favorite movies, like in the top ten, one of the greatest movies ever made, and I'm very excited. And to talk Emily, about it. if you need to come over while watching some of these horror films, I might need to. You need to hold your hand. I will. <laughs> I'm just scared. My horror movies are scary. I Neither love, one of the ones picked so far are actually. I love scary horror movies, movies as long as they're not torture porn. Yeah, so. I don't do gore. I'm okay with jump scares. I'm not okay with like gore. Oh, the first one might be a little gory. I, I, will, I, I, mean, like, I will okay, hold your hand and I will hold you. I'll put <laughs> a blanket around me, you. I feel scared. <laughs> like you're in a safe place. Yeah, I, I, it's weird because I feel like the supernatural one, like the vampire, werewolf, whatever, like I can watch those even if they're like, oh, there's guts spraying all over the place because it's a lore thing that's interesting yeah. to me versus like hostile. You know, well, like, that's a, like I was telling no. Brian about it the other time. There was a long time where I didn't like horror films. And then I realized, oh, it's just because I, right? Because at that point, Torture porn was popular. Yeah, it's the worst. And before that, slasher films were popular. And torture porn and slasher films are all about brutalizing women. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And when those aren't popular, when like right now ghost stories are popular, I love horror movies. When it's not about dismembering a lady, yeah. I love horror movies. I, when I was at Halloween Horror. Okay, we need to end this. Bye! 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 <laughs>